Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Pure Football Podcast and this week is our European special and this week I'm joined by an extra special guest. Uh, I've brought in Zach Lowy all the way from the States. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today. Right. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you. And just for any of our listeners who maybe haven't came across your work uh, before, can you just give us a brief sort of insight into who you are and what you do? Well, I'm a, I'm a football analyst. Uh, try to study as many aspects as, of football, as many teams. And yeah, I, I would call myself a football connoisseur almost. <laughs> <laughs> So just uh, in terms of, of that, so you work at breakingthelines.com, is that right? Right, yeah, that's correct. Cool, so you, as you mentioned, you've watched you know loads of games and loads <laughs> of teams, uh, and tonight we're going to focus in on uh, some of the European teams that uh, Rangers and Celtic are going to be facing uh, in the Europa League. Um, and we're going to start with going over um, Portuguese giants, um, and they are exact, exactly that, Porto. Uh, who are managed by Sergio Conceição, who some of us, if we're old enough, will remember him as a player um, from times with uh, Lazio, Inter Milan, uh, and obviously Porto as well. Um, so, Zach, just to, to talk to me about uh, what you've seen from Porto in, say, the last 18 to 24 months as a team. Right. I mean, I think Conceição, he's, he's a bright young manager, Um he got a he he got the chance at uh, Nantes a few a few years back and did quite well and eventually from there he got the Porto job um, he won the title in his first season ending Benfica's stretch of I think it was like four straight titles um, uh-huh. and then well he lost the title uh, last season um, as a manager I think that. You could maybe classify him under the more pragmatic, definitely a, a pragmatic kind of manager. I've, I've sometimes likened him as uh, a poor man's Diego Simeone. Okay. Um, which is actually uh, one of the reasons why I, I, th- I think we saw so many uh, Porto players join Atletico this summer. We saw Hector Herrera uh, leave Porto and joined Letico on a free. Um, and we also saw uh, Felipe Montero do the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, partially due to the fact that they kind of know uh, Simeone's system to some degree. In, in the Well, just the fact that Conceição is sort of of the same ilk as Simeone, if you will. So yeah, I mean, he likes to play um, a 4-4-2, and um, he's played a um, played a four three three at times, but I think he he's definitely more uh, inclined to use that four four two, especially over the course of this season. Uh, it's in its early stages, of course, but yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely an in- interesting uh, manager with some good ideas. Uh, one of my criticisms of him is that he just hasn't brought in as many young prospects as I would have liked into the fold. Um, yeah. But you could just attribute that to just Porto in general. Porto and Sporting, they don't really have the same culture as Benfica, if you will, in terms of bringing mm-hmm. in academy prospects. But, I mean, we've seen, uh, for example, we've seen uh, 
Gonzalo Paciencia, uh, mm -hmm. another talented forward, leave to Eintracht. Um, and I mean, uh, you could you could say that he he likes physical um, kind of warriors in the uh -huh. midfield, similar to Simeone. You know, he had in in that uh, midfield. He's he's had uh, likes of Sergio Oliveira, Danilo Pereira. Um, Hector Herrera, and with Herrera leaving to Atletico, he replaced him with Mat Mateus Uribe, who's mm -hmm. very much of that same sort of ilk, uh, brought him in from America in, um, you know, in, in Mexico City, of course. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's sort of of that same ilk. I think one, one, uh, one game that anybody who wants to get an idea of his style and, and this team should watch is the recent Porto-Benfica derby. Uh, Porto managed to win two nothing, and it was just a very interesting performance. I think just in terms of really exposing Benfica's weaknesses, uh, you know, exposing them down the wings. Um, very bright performance, I must add, from Romario Baro, who okay. I, I like him a lot as a player. Um, a nineteen years old, um, and He's really been the replacement of Oliver Torres, who left for Sevilla this summer. They didn't really buy anybody, uh, per se, to replace Oliver. But they, uh -huh. they decided to, you know, promote this kid who, who played a big part in, um, in Porto's uh, UEFA Youth League triumph uh, uh -huh. last, last season. Played a big role in that. So now he's been fast-tracked into the first team action, and he's done quite well. So... Um, yeah, definitely, definitely one of the players to look out for. Um, as always, you know, for, we'll, we'll likely see some rotation there. So yep. not necessarily sure if the players who have been starting uh, will, will be the, necessarily the same. But this is definitely a good team. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was just looking at sort of the, the Porto squad, and obviously they've done the, the sort of usual that you see from uh, Porto, Sporting, and... Benfica in terms of outgoings, um, they they brought uh, brought in quite a, a hefty amount from the the sales they made over the summer, right. um, and th there was one that sort of stood out to me. Um, I'm not a hundred percent certain how you pronounce the name, but I think it's Nakajima, the Japanese player. Right, uh, Nakajima. So he's not featured too much as of yet, but they put quite a, a big outlay on him. What do you know about him? Yeah, uh, it w yeah, it was a bit of an interesting deal i think because um because nakajima impressed earlier in portugal for for portimonense and uh and then he was sold for a pretty hefty fee to a qatari side and i think that uh i'm pretty sure psg were involved in financing that payment to some degree but anyways he went to porto um just this, just a few months after going to Qatar, um, and ironically to replace uh, to replace Yassine Yassine Ibrahimi, mm -hmm. who uh, who who decided to go to Qatar on a free, <laughs> so yeah. sort of like yeah, I mean I I think that's that's really an interesting um, an interesting uh, move for them, and yeah, he hasn't played much, so I could definitely see him. Uh, getting some minutes in Europa League, um, I think. I think Porto. It, it was just really bizarre because 
Aldu Hale, they, they purchased him for just an insane amount of mm-hmm. money for a guitar side. Yeah. Um, and then I think Porto signed him for acquiring 50% of his rights, but like, but it was still a, a fairly uh, inferior sum compared to what, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the football yeah. world and it's hard, to, but yeah, no, I think he'll provide um, a lot of creativity. He's really interesting, uh, wide playmaker. <clears throat> And you know, I was surprised that he uh, that he went to that he that he went to Qatar in the first place. But yeah. it's really good that he's uh, bounced back to you know definitely a, a consistent um, Champions League team now in the Europa League, but you know usually playing in the Champions League. Yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with that. I think Porto, when when you look at this draw, Porto, maybe not so much Feyenoord, but uh, Young Boys as well, they've all sort of been round about the Champions League for Definitely. the last few years. Um, so for Rangers, it'll be quite a difficult task. And what I was yeah. I was wanting you to, to maybe try and pinpoint me, we, we've spoke about a few players, but is there anyone in particular you think that uh, Rangers fans and you know anyone that will be watching the game should look out for from a, a Porto perspective that we've not already discussed? Right. Um, I mean, I think that I think that there will be some rotation. So, but I do think definitely some uh, regular starters will play. You know, you don't, you don't. I I don't think we're gonna expect Consistal to play a completely rotated side. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say we're gonna get some rotation in defense because mm-hmm. I mean, looking at that pair of center backs. Uh, Ivan Marcano is like 32. Pepe is he's he's got to be he's got to be like 35 and 36 or something by now, you know. So that's a pretty old uh, defense. So I definitely think that um, Conchichao is going to change that up. Um, I think we'll probably see Chancel Mbemba play. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if uh, you've yeah the um, former Newcastle you know, yeah former Newcastle yeah. So I think we'll probably see him. And, yeah, I, I think we could potentially see some... Uh, we could potentially see Conchisao give some minutes to youth players, which okay. I'm hoping for. He's uh, Like I said, he's kind of been strict when it comes to that. But, uh, you know, potentially Diogo Costa in goal. Um, he's the one goalkeeper who's really impressed me. I think, I think he's the future of... Portugal's goalkeeping position once Rui Patricio, uh, you know, hangs it up from international yeah. duty. And, and interestingly, they, um, Porto decided to loan out Vana, who's an experienced backup, uh, to Famali So on yeah. the final day. And, and obviously Casillas is currently uh, recovering from his heart attack. So I don't think he's still, yeah. I don't think Casillas is ready for action. So I think we could certainly see Diogo Costa get some minutes um, I think we might be able to see Renzo Saravia, another um, summer arrival who who came from racing the Avanada, um, play some. And yeah, I mean in general, um, yeah, I would not be surprised if we we saw a, a heavy dose of rotation. Yeah. Uh, p- perhaps Wilson Manafa for Alex Tells, uh, Otavio Conchita definitely likes. Uh, Otavio and and Tequino Suarez uh, up top. I think we'll I think we'll definitely see a lot of rotation. But yeah. if there's one thing that 
I would be excited for. Um, it's that just just seeing if Conchechao follows up his his trust in Romario Barro by giving other youth prospect youth products such as Yogo Costa, uh, Tomas Estevez, uh, Diogo Lete, Diogo Lett, and uh, and and more opportunities because Porto really has so much talent. It's just on on Conchechao to you know, give them that opportunity. And Fabio Silva, too. Fabio Silva's really promising striker who yeah. uh, I could definitely see getting some minutes, for sure. Yeah, Fabio Silva was a name that I had sort of um, yeah. benchmarked for looking out for because I know there's there's quite a lot of depth in the, the portal forward line. So, you know, you, you've got potential to play him uh, with <laughs> Marega or Abukar um, or Zé Luis, who Rangers played against last season when he was at uh, Spartak. So um, it'll be interesting to see what what Porter will do over that case. I guess that the final sort of couple of things I want to, to ask you, Zach, just before we finish up was if Rangers were to try and exploit Porter in any sort of ways, what would you, what would you sort of look at and what would you try and target in terms of an opportunity? Um, it's a good question. I mean, it definitely depends on who's playing. Uh, mm. Right. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, it really depends on going into the lineup. I think yeah. that if, if, if we're talking about exploiting potential weaknesses, mm, I, think, I think definitely the fullbacks could be considered one. Um, in terms of just looking at um, the threat on, on the wings, um, I think we'll be getting some decent rotation and potentially see... Uh, Nakajima, I'm pretty sure he's yep. he's fit uh, to play, and Nakajima and Otavio, which should be you know decent enough. Um, but midfield, um, midfield, I think that I, I'm I'm interested I'm interested to see what happens in that regard because there's not <coughs> there's not that much uh, depth, if you will, in in terms of that. So I think that if if we see uh, guys like uh, to name a few, uh, Mamadou Loom, mm-hmm. uh, Bruno Costa, um, uh, uh, Sergio Oliveira get opportunities uh, to rotate in for the first choice, Danilo and Uribe. I think uh-huh. that could definitely be a potential weak spot. Uh, just and that would definitely be one area <coughs> that uh, Rangers could exploit. Definitely the the center of the pitch. Um, trying to trying to find holes in that for sure. Yeah, that that sounds like so. Rangers' strength just now is they play a sort of four three two one with uh, the right. two behind the striker being sort of inverted. So certainly playing through the middle is something that Steven Gerrard likes to do. So that's something we'll certainly look out for. Um, yep. So the games are coming up thick and fast. So we look forward to. Uh, to, you know, seeing that both these teams in action, and and you know, hopefully referring back to some of the players you've spoke about, Zach. Uh, yeah. And thank you so much for giving us your time today and your insight into Porto. Yeah, and I and- definitely think just to add, I think that um, if Show Aribo gets gets the start, I could definitely see him exploiting a um, a rotated Porto midfield. I definitely think he could be an someone that Porto have to look out for. 
Yeah, I think Aribo's definitely been a player that has uh, has excited Rangers fans, and and you know he's really good at playing in between the spaces and in between the lines. So hopefully that's something that we can see. Uh, is that just to round up again? Can you just remind the listeners where they can find you? Right. Yeah. Just find me at uh, Zach Lowy Z A C H L O W Y on Twitter. And if they want to check out any of your work that you've done before. Right, uh, Breaking the Lines, um, Detkozla, Flow FC, L'Ultimo Uomo, Nueve Medio, just a few of the uh, outlets I write for. Perfect. Thank you so much, Zach. Of course.